Hello, everyone. You're listening to Random Stage with Marianne from Revealing Light. Thank you all for joining me uh, in what has become probably a fortnightly podcast at this stage. Um, thank you. Thank you for persisting with me uh, while I sort out my uh, good health and well-being um, and get back on track with my schedule. So here we are uh, at Random Sage again. Uh, and of course, this is a podcast that I really enjoy doing, which is why I persevere with it. Okay, so today I want to look at uh, whether or not we can actually determine what is uh, real or parody now. I came across a post on Facebook um, which uh, talked about Christians against satellite uh, and that satellite were evil, uh, satellites were evil, and that they were blocking the prayers from reaching um, heaven. And so therefore they were evil. What on earth was all this about? Was this real, Christians against satellite, or was this a parody? Um, it I don't know. The jury's out. Uh, some will say it is a parody, um, which started on Twitter, uh, although I've searched Reddit uh, threads and they they can't seem to determine whether it is or not. So, of course, I went to do my own research, uh, as I do with everything, to discover what it is that Christians find so evil about satellites. Is this actually a thing? Well, apparently it is. There is a group on Facebook, Christians Against Space Exploration, and I'll just quote from the description of their of their group. Uh, we believe that, and of course, people are, are free to say what they want, but what I'm doing here now uh, is also expressing a view that if we are so regressive against uh, technology and advances, modern day advances, science, then where does that leave us? It leaves us back in the Middle Ages with superstition, but back to what the Christians against space exploration are saying. We believe that it is a huge waste of money that could be otherwise spent on more useful things, such as spreading the word of Christ through the building of churches and various other ministries. Pursuing or encouraging the pursuit of interstellar discovery is an abomination. That's where they lost me abomination. It's an abomination. Those engaging or propagating these acts are directly or indirectly in league with Saturn. Satan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, that's where they lost me again. Well, that's just one, one thing that I found, but there seemed to be a common thread in all their um, internet uh, communication. Again, decrying the very thing that they use to spread their ministries, uh, that somehow satellites were referred to again and again in prayer instruction, dark angels watching me from demonic satellite, or remote control kept coming up as well, um, break by fire in Jesus' name, and another uh, dismantling demonic cameras and satellites set against my breakthrough of purpose of this prayer. Evil devices I crash with hammer. They're evil computers and cell phones, cameras, screens, remote co controls, trackers, telescopes, evil satellites. So you can see where this, if it is a parody, has actually arisen because it's actually real that out in these proliferation 
of evangelical extreme groups. Satellites, space exploration, science is thought of as evil. Um, and prayers that actually uh, seek to disconnect from the evil, evil, um, the evilness of these things. So while it was parody, and I don't know, is it parody? Maybe it's not. If it is, the actual sentiments expressed in this post, I think, that has gone viral about Christians against satellites and the evilness of satellites, it's actually coming from somewhere. And where is it coming from? It's actually coming from the extreme evangelicals themselves. And if you look back through history, and I particularly want to go to the Middle Ages, because that's where we saw a resurgence of this kind of superstition. In the Middle Ages, it was directed at herbalists uh, and, and females, witchcraft. The Spanish Inquisition, for example, um, you can look back through the history and see uh, and see this um, see this proliferation of these kind of superstitions and fear. I want to say and fear. Can we actually discern uh, again what is parody and what's not on the internet? Again, uh, those lines have blurred. And I think for me, I started I studied existential literature in in uni at university, and that's about the theatre of the absurd when uh, we watch on to you know and we see reality unfolding and it actually becomes absurd. It's it's gone beyond refuting whether it's accurate or not it's actually the absurd because the uh the absurd actually is taken as truth when we look at one of the ex-president of the united states people don't like me calling him ex-president at all but i i do it the he's no longer president ex-president you can say former if you like like the ex-president of the United States, many have broken up with him. He is he is ex. Many uh, people who voted for him in 2016 will not do so again. But if we look at him, he's the antithesis of, uh, of what he's portraying to be. When asked about the Bible, he said it's the greatest book in the world. When asked to quote some passages of the Bible, he couldn't. He said he loves all of it, all of it. When asked to say whether he, what he thought of the New and the Old Testament, which was better, he said, "Oh no, they're both good," but never could, uh, never could quote specifics. He's no more reading the Bible than my little dog Rocky is doing at the moment. Who, for the viewers, who is actually asleep at my window? convicted for fraud, yet he has control of the Republican Party financials, his business, him, the managing director, both the business in uh, at criminal law and he and his family at civil law convicted of fraud. He can't pay, pay the money to put up a bond to appeal that. 
but he's supposed to have had 400 billion 400 million in ready cash so we know that he lies and he lies and he lies and he lies he's found liable for rape he said some dreadfully crude things before an election he was caught on hot mic Everywhere you turn, he got paid from by China and Saudi Arabia and others while he was in president for, in his own words, doing their work for them, doing work for them. So he monetized the presidency. Yet, yet, his biggest one of his biggest support groups is Christian evangelicals. What does that say? And let's be fair. We have a situation in Gaza where it has been blockaded and the entire population kept almost in prison, prison with collective punishment being handed out to all civilians. Today we learn that Israel fired upon them while they were uh, trying to get aid from aid trucks if they were if they were moving quickly toward the aid tr trucks, it's because they are starving. Children are starving, yet we cannot listen or do not want to listen to the United Nations workers there or everywhere, the, 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 the human rights experts across the world are telling us that these people are starving and there's no ceasefire the current president of the United States, who I actually support, but I do not support him on this matter of not being tougher on the Prime Minister of Israel, Netanyahu, whose clear aim, obviously, is to destroy Gaza, agriculture, mosques, greenhouses, gardens, any source of food has been bombed and destroyed. This is not rules of war. And the current president of the United States was asked about a ceasefire while he was eating an ice cream. Not long after that, I saw a picture of a young girl who had died from starvation in Gaza. There are clips coming out of that where Israel fired upon the Palestinians, and a young girl who was hit when the ambulances tried to come and rescue her. They fired on the ambulances. This has gone too far. This is in the realm of the absurd. I want to quickly take a look at what Pluto in Aquarius, what that chart told us. Uh, Pluto in Aquarius uh, moved in. Um, Pluto moved into Aquarius on the 20th of January. Let me just pull that chart up. Because it's all here. It's all here in this chart. If we look at the chart, for those that are listening via audio, I will explain. I'm looking at the Pluto in Aquarius natal chart. And I am going to the seventh house. The seventh house, for those who uh, are not familiar with astrology, is about relationships with others. It's about open enemies. 
and we have Saturn in Pisces, Neptune in Pisces. So working hard to bring something new into form and then in the middle of that we have Hygieia, the goddess which rules health. Our relationships are sick. They are ailing. And Pluto into Aquarius asks us to examine them. What are we bringing to the table? What are we bringing to the table? Superstition, hatred. My last podcast talked about hate. Well, I got hate, hateful comments on it. In the fifth house of self-expression, we have Pluto at that at that time. This this chart was set in, in Washington over over America's heart, political heartland. Pluto was conjunct with the sun in the fifth house in Aquarius. Expression, expression. What are we saying and how are we saying it? We had Mercury and Mars also in the, that fifth house, only this time in Capricorn, the expression of money and resources. The collective, again, Pluto coming out of Capricorn, the old, uh, what do we call them, oligarchy versus the good of the collective. However, the collective, in order to receive that change, has work to do. There's Saturn in Pisces to bring something new into form. It's no accident in this chart that Chiron is conjunct Aries. And no matter where you are in the world, the, the planetary placements and aspects will not change, just the houses in relation to location. But over Washington, it was in the eighth house. Chiron, the deep wound, the north node, in Aries, something new. The purpose of the here and now is to bring something new into form by healing the wounds, healing the wounds in order to create a new identity. What are the wounds that we need to heal? The wounds of identity. The wounds of the collective identity. And that north node was opposite Libra in the second house of resources. Libra, justice and balance. Letting go. Letting go of what no longer serves us. Hate speech, hatred toward others. Allowing those feelings to run rife on whatever platform we have. And, and is that all we're seeing? That's why I recorded my last podcast. I wanted to draw attention to the absolute hatred we see online. Pluto... Uh, is trining the moon in Gemini in the 10th house in this Pluto into Aquarius chart alongside Vesta, the home, the homeland, 
the moon in Gemini, Vesta in Gemini, our discourse is sick and ailing. And until we clean that up, until we take steps to clean that up, we are really pushing upstream to stop this kind of middle-age madness proliferating and growing, the superstitions and the fears. This is our challenge. This is the challenge of Pluto into Aquarius because we get to bring something new into form. We get to heal the identity. We get to work hard on behalf of the collective. And we've got a chance to heal the, heal those wounds. Up in the ninth house in this chart is Jupiter and Uranus in Taurus. That is a very difficult transit, very difficult. It speaks to lightning changes and disruptions and breaking down of structures. And this change is expansive. It's like the tower card in the tarot on uh, steroids. I could say a lot more about this chart, but uh, I'm running out of time. I like to keep my podcasts around 20, 25 minutes, and I do want to pull on the tarot. I'm using the surreal the surreal tarot, the surrealist tarot, sorry, my apologies. I thought that was very apt for this podcast. Let's stop this share and go back to a full screen. And I want to ask the question, in order to heal, of course we need to put aside tribalism and come together. But that's fairly optimistic, isn't it? At the same time that we're doing that, we need to have very strong boundaries and rules. And the only way that's going to happen is through reform. So what is the future for healing the collective? Can the, can the collective be healed? I think that's a good place to start. Can the collective be healed? Yes, we do need love, but we also need strong enough boundaries to make sure that respect and tolerance is at the forefront. Okay. Uh, can the can the collective be healed? Can the collective be healed? Can the collective be healed? There is a uh, dividing. Uh, there is a divider that needs to be made between what is accepted in the mainstream and what is not. At this time, I'm seeing the Ten of Pentacles and the Emperor card. This is about control, control and breaking that control. And it is around the oligarchy wanting that control. And no, I'm not a lefty communist, whatever a lefty communist is. I'm a moderate 
an independent thinker and an upholder of free and fair political systems. The Page of Swords, we can't heal the collective until there are enough, there is enough awareness. I've said this and saw this before. Until there is a critical mass waking up and wanting change, we won't get change. It's as simply logical as that. The Eight of Cups in the past position, that south node, what is real justice? Is it not balance and moderation and mediation? What's crowning this reading is Three of Swords, ironically in the Surrealist Tarot with the Facebook logo on it. Heartbreak, heartbreak and loss. We've had so many campaigns in Australia following the young people who have been bullied on social media and on Facebook and have unsubscribed from life, the untold damage that it has done to our young people. Can humanity, can the collect, sorry, can the collective be healed? Yes, if we all come together and we're strong in that. But remember we're undergoing unpredictable Uranian change. There's an inevitability about the here and now. There's a judgment about it, a karmicness about this in the here and now. But the environment around is that we're moving forward. It's hard to see it, but we are. It's hard to see that. So much awareness in the last years, in the, even in the last six months, so much awareness has materialised in the hopes and fears we have our relationships, fear and hope, fear and hope in our relationships. Which side of the coin do we come down on? And we have the outcome, the King of Pentacles, clarified by the Five of Pentacles. The fear comes from those that think that they are they don't want to share. They haven't got enough. They want more. But right now they fear that they're losing what they have. And we get the Five of Cups clarifying the Five of Pentacles and the King of Pentacles, Pluto moving out of Capricorn into Aquarius, a great deal of loss. This is like, it's like the, it's like the death card, the Five of Cups, in the minor arcana. And the Queen of Swords, I knew she would make an appearance, the feminine. That nurturing, loving part that I call feminine, you, you might have another name for it, is what will bring us out and heal the, the collective and very much about logic because that feminine is logical. We know that if there's no food, we have to go and get it. We know if there's a danger outside our town that we have to put a boundary there against that danger. It's about logic, logical, stepwise 
change and healing. Against the primitive, those Christians who believe that modernity is, is evil, that science is evil, that want to uh, put people like me, um, burn me at the stake. We have a battle against primitiveness and civility in everything. And at the root of everything, the insecurity, the wounds that need to be healed in order to create a new collective identity. That's where we're at. That is the challenge of Pluto in Aquarius at the base of the pack, the Six of Cups, the past, and the Four of Cups, bitter disappointment, emotional disappointment, strength, and the world card, endings and new beginnings. We have the eclipses coming up in March and April, and I can tell you, looking at their, that astrology, it's all about the old giving way to the new and seen with this Pluto and Aquarius chart that is the challenge for us, the challenge of this time and the challenge for the collective healing. I'm a Marianne and you're listening to Random Sage. Look for me every couple of weeks at least in the uh, shorter term and uh, thank you for tuning in and listening to my podcast. <laughs>